Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. Blog Talk Radio. I think it's because I just came back from the mountains of Chattanooga, Tennessee, and my voice has changed properly. I'm yeah, like, did you go through puberty out there? Just saying. What's up, people? This is your man, Nick. And you know who this is. Hater of the day. KG, baby. Man. <clears throat> nah, I ain't What's a hater. Good, hey, I'm just a dude that speaks reality for what it is. No, you a hater, sir. That's that's what they say on Twitter. No, somebody already got that title. <laughs> <laughs> so wrong, man. So wrong on so many levels. I'm just saying. What's going so, on? Thank you, for uh, making it to the NCAA championship. Huh? Kentucky and Kansas, man. Oh yeah. yeah. I was just about to say, I'm not, I don't, no, I don't want to I watched the game the other day, man. I barely watched the I mean, you and, we going we gonna to start a new show called Allen Sports. Right. Always. I think we do need to have a sports talk team, a uh, sports talk uh, show. Let Al just run wild with that, because unless it's football season, I ain't really into it, sorry. I love football. I love sports in general. Now, I don't know what I don't like to watch TV is baseball. Now, I like to play baseball. But I don't want to watch it. I got no. To me, that. Mm. Well, I used to play baseball myself, and I, it's one of those sports I have to play it or watch it live. Because I can't watch it on TV. I just can't do it. No. Kind of one of those things. But, you know, they tell they tell me when I was growing up that, that baseball wasn't a black sport, so I had to eat play basketball or football. Somebody told you that? Yeah, they told me that. Somebody lied to you? 
I know, right? Ooh, baseball. Guaranteed contract. Sorry. Anyway. You ain't know that. You don't know sports very well. What you talking about? You said the uh, guaranteed contract. Who? What? They used to. Everybody used to. Everybody's going to be. After this last lockout, I doubt if any sport had a guaranteed contract anymore. I think um, basketball was the last one. That's a, that's a wrap. <laughs> Shout out to Derek Rice. Did you say Jerry Rice? <laughs> no, I didn't say Jerry Rice. No, never mind. <laughs> On to the show, gentlemen. You <laughs> <laughs> did sound like you said Jerry Rice. But anyway, I want to thank everybody for tuning in to the Middleman hey. Talk Show today. We do have a great topic plan for you all today. We hope everybody had a great weekend. I know um, this coming weekend is Easter weekend, and um, we hope everybody have a blessed holiday with their families as well. Too, Kevin, you gonna come back to? And visit your family in in, in the soup or no? Oh, okay. Yeah, they're kind of quick there. I'm not right. You just let them know. Let it be known, man. Right. Just like no. I, I don't feel like coming back down. Now. Yeah. Well, I, can, I guess I can move on to the next conversation since he just shot that down. But uh, you're right. Have y'all? Have y'all heard about, you know, DJ Clue and Tom um, Master Flesh getting into a little beef altercation or whatever? Again? I mean, what Tom Master Flesh has always used to do with somebody. He, he's like the, the wrestler of DJs. Flex Hogan, I, what his name should be. I mean, I don't care, really, because I really don't listen to either one of them anymore. You know, like, a long time ago, yes, but now it's like, you know, I don't see... Them being relevant down here in the south, not far as New York, of course, but you know, you know, they got those two, you know, dominant radio stations up there, Power One Hundred Seven and Ninety Seven. But um, I don't, I don't see the purpose of this particular beef. I mean, what would? I mean, how 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 would a DJ beef like? What would they do in a beef? Like, would they scratch on records on the radio, see who's the best? Uh, well, see, that's, that's a problem. That's what it was back in the day. Right. But but are they doing that now? I don't think they're doing that now. I think they're just, you know, trying to see who can get, you know, the most artists to send them new release music or uh, maybe, I don't know, maybe who can get the most shows at the club or something like that. Whatever. The, the, the art of DJ, unfortunately, as a whole, is dying. You know, oh, unless yeah. you're over in Europe or you're in some small town, the, the art of DJing has died. Toronto has killed the DJ. Ooh. Now. Huh? Sounds like a talk of the pen. Mo- most definitely. Most definitely. I think we need to put that down. Yeah, sir. That's just what I heard, man. I mean, I, I've, I didn't know that they had multiple... Um, Instances, but I knew that you know those two radio stations, you know, were going at it for a while. They have been going at it for a while, just like the one, um, the two stations down here in, uh, in uh, Memphis. Uh, is that one seven point nine, nine seven point nine two? Is that correct? I don't know. I think so. Yeah, I think so. Well, excuse me if I got the numbers to the station wrong, but I think those two stations are still currently battling. But you know, but I. They have a working relationship of some sort. I don't know, but um, it's all crazy. 
I'll tell you a, a, a noteworthy beat though before we get into our topic today. Ziggy uh, Simmons, Ziggy uh, oh, yeah. Simmons and J Cole. Um, apparently, and I haven't heard the song, but J Cole did a song where he talked about deflowering one of the Simmons sisters. I don't know whether it was Vanessa or Angela or whatever it was. Ziggy Simmons, who up until that point was cool with J Cole, didn't take too kindly of it, and he just released a song where he's kind of getting at him. And I mean. Hey, I mean, you can say what you want to, uh, but Ziggy can fit. And uh, he, he, he kind of got Jake Cole. He, he kind of got him good. Now, I don't know where oh, he's really? going to go. Hopefully, they'll settle it. But, you know, if not, I think with those two lyricists, I think they're two of the best lyricists, you know, in their generation. I think that... Um, I think it's in the northeast part of the United States. Yes, I would say. Yeah, yeah. So you know, I, far, I, far, far, as far as like overall lyrics, I wouldn't put them like far as overall hip hop in this generation. Man, both of them cats. They got, they got lyrics. They got delivery. They can both fit. I'm just saying. I mean, I mean, I mean, I, I, I That's cool, man. I y'all, y'all, come on, man. Y'all, y'all gonna be talking about I mean, Russell Simmons' child for a while. Come on now, let's let it go. Let it go. He sucks. Here go Kevin hating again. Anyway, right. Uh, I'm gonna give him your Twitter. Right there for tuning in. Today's show we got right. <laughs> uh, but on today's topic of the discussion, um, do black people need a PR specialist? Part two. Now we did part one. This particular um, show title, which was last year, you can definitely go back and look at the archive and listen to to the first part. Of um, this particular series. Um, now today we're going to, you know, come at an angle as far as um, discussing the recent and past negative immigrant and African Americans in the media and what it affects um, it has on the worldview of us. Now, in relation to Trayvon Martin, as an, as an example, does the media play a detrimental role towards black people, even if the situation was wrongful death? So we want to, you know, we want to sit down and, and discuss that because we have seen in previous news that, um, you know, they're bringing up a lot of net negative things about Trayvon Martin. Um, also, with uh, people like Al Sharpton, Jesse Jackson, and Leading Black and other activists, when it comes to, so- to the social aspect of Black America, do we need a new approach or do we need a new model? You know, um, we all see that every time something of this magnitude happens. We see these particular leaders come out and speak first. I mean, what about our other community leaders? You know, that can have a voice as well too. Or do we just need, you know, just a new model? Um, are the leading blacks and activists that typically speak out in the media helping or hurting the situation? That's another good question we want to uh, dwell into. Um, we have several instances in where a lot of people disagree with some of the things that Al Sharpton has done over the years, and uh, a lot of things that. The Reverend Jesse Jackson has done over the years. Um, also, are um, black people distracted by what the media displays themselves as, causing them to emulate what they see? Um, due to this, have we progressed or have we digressed? And also, how can we grasp uh, back the positive images we need to show our children so they will model this in their future? And what are some of the solutions to uh, to continue this positive imagery in Black America. How can we continue this? How can we um, overcome some of this negativity that has been put out for the world to see and causing other races 
and, and genres to actually think that we are like that. So we're going to get into this discussion today. If you have any questions, comments, uh, if you're on the chat board, place your comments there. We'll definitely get to them. And uh, the phone number, of course, is 718-508-9972. Um, now, fellas, you want to go ahead and get into the discussion today? Yeah. Or do we have anything to present? Man, let's go right to it. Now, um, as far as with, you know, the brief description, um, you know, the past and the recent negative immigrant of African-Americans in the media, um, it does affect us a lot, you know, especially people who are trying to present themselves in a positive manner. And, you know, we do have um, situations in where you see us in various inappropriate situations in movies, television, commercials, I mean, just the smallest thing, you know, is, you know, we're put in a negative light. Um, how do you guys, you know, feel about that? Now, me, I, you know, I disagree with it, but of course, you know, like in movies, you know, um, you know, we have our likes and dislikes about movies, but uh, like one situation with uh, back when Denzel Washington played in Training Day, a lot of African Americans did not like Denzel Washington role in that movie. You know, that's that's a good example of that, I think. Well, I mean, outside of movies, Al, you know, let's let's go let's let's really keep it the reality, man, for what it is, especially what they're doing to this young man down there in Florida. Um, I mean, they they've gone hard to try to ruin this young man's character behind the the with with the supposed weed in his bag, getting suspended from school. And it, it seems like it's just something that's going on around the country. Now, a lot of people are not familiar with this particular case I'm about to name right now. There's a situation over in, Nick, you may be uh, over in, um, what, was, what was the mall over there off 85? They closed down. What is that area? Um, good Lord, I just forgot the name of the town. Um, Nick, 85 South, right next to College Park. Yes, yeah, Mall. Cool. What, what is that area? Um. Anyway, Union City. There's a case over Union in Union City, City yeah. Georgia, and you can look it up on the internet and Google it. I forgot the young man's name, but he got gunned down at a fight that he was actually running away from, and the police shot him, and they covered the case up the same way that they're doing with Trayvon. But this was actually the police department covering up this case. And in that situation, what they tried to say, they tried to say the young man was inciting a fight, and he was sitting up there trying to make it worse than what it already was. But when you run away from a fight, how can you go, how can they say that you're insinuating a fight? Or, you know, I mean, really, man, what what they're doing to young black males in the media, man, is villainizing them first and, and just really, just really killing the whole aspect of justice being done for these young men. Well, uh, the, uh, first and foremost, um, with that particular situation, uh, it's very familiar. Those of our listeners who are from the New Orleans and surrounding areas, you know that um, one of our most popular people who just visit down there, you know, know that Bourbon Street is one of the more uh, popular places to visit in New Orleans, and it's the exact same situation. Um, there have been cases where cops would shoot people, you know. I'm sorry, anybody who's ever been to Bourbon Street, you know, it's it's an alley. It's not that big in terms of having space, but it's for it to be that packed. 
people will start running if there's a fight breaking out, and they've been shot by cops. It's been covered up, and they still, they use the same thing, inciting a riot, or they basically saying that they were inciting fear, thus inciting a riot, which is against the law, and they had no choice but to act out. This is just another way for them. This is another way for for them to get their rocks off. I've said this before. I said it again. You know, a lot of cops are just good, hardworking people. You just got that 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 percentage of that bad bunch. But it goes back to what you're saying, and we've said this plenty of times. Black men are the most demonized, right. the most demonized people on the face of this earth. And honestly, if they can't find a way to discredit us, they'll make a way to discredit us. I.e., our president. They tried everything they could to discredit him. Yeah. And they couldn't. So what they do? They started attacking his birthright. They started attacking his religious beliefs. Anything that they could find and just harp on it for the longest. You know, I think the, the, the problem is is that, and I hate to sound like a conspiracy theorist, but mm-hmm. if I can't find a way to get to you, I'll create one. Oh, yeah. And unfortunately, our media allows it to continuously do that. Hello, Fox News. How are you doing today? Yeah, I don't think it's a conspiracy. I think it's the actual fact of what they are doing. Um, right now, we do have a caller that's on the line. Regina from Philly, you are live with the middleman. What's up? Hello. Hey, what's up? How you doing? Uh, How you doing? I am just great. How is everybody? Oh, everybody's fine. Everybody's fine. <sighs> Let's talk about the television, the media, these strange and strange European people. Strange. I was thinking to myself. I was like, you know what? <laughs> and this is before I even called into the show. I was just thinking because I had a lot of things in my mind about what I'm going to do as far as getting through um, our, well, my community and our people. And I'm trying to, you know, um, to calmly speak to these people and tell them, look, I'm, you need to stop with the television. You need to stop supporting these people because they are not backing you. They are not behind you 100%. I mean, when you go out and you buy their labels, their clothes, their music, you go and see their movies, you hang out with their people. I mean, you 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 affiliate yourself with these people, and you you think you know they'll they'll have your back. The only people they're looking out for are, are their people. I mean, we make up a, a percentage of their audience. We are nothing more to them than an the audience. This is their show. Like I mentioned on the last show, I remember calling your show uh, right. a week ago. Mm-hmm. We're nothing more than an audience. We're just their audience. They're putting on a, a, a show, and it, it's their game. And I mean, you, you deem yourself uh, at the mercy of them when you play their game. And me, I don't never like to be at the mercy of anybody, especially ones I don't trust, nor that I don't know. Um... I stopped, I stopped going to the movies. I don't want to support these people. Because like you mentioned before, you let me on the phone lines to speak my piece. They, they perpetuate uh, negative stereotypes as far as African Americans. And I don't, I don't, I mean, I don't know if these people know it and they don't care or these people uh-huh. don't know it. Like they literally, I mean, some of us know we know it. Some, some of us go to the movies, we know the black guy is always going to die first or, you know, he'll make it just to the, the middle of the movie and they kill him off or something. It's like the black guy in, in a show or in a movie always, you know, is either a sidekick or he dies in a really effed up way. Like he, right. he sacrificed himself. He's always making a sacrifice of his life 
to save the greater good in this case, which is the Europeans or the Caucasian well, people. Well, Regina, Regina, what, Regina, what do you think about in, in situations like with Trayvon? You know, they're, they're vilifying him, and I'm, I don't. You know, where you live in, you probably see this in the news all the time, where people are villainized, vilified by the local media. I mean, I, I, black women probably look at black men. Um, Pretty bad because of what they see on the news. A lot of the things dealing with low down, low brothers, and you know thieves or thugs or whatever the case may be. You know, it, it's a lot of problem when it comes to you know when we look at our image as far as when it comes to the media. And also, do you have your phone on speakerphone again? Getting a lot of feedback. Yeah. Bluetooth. It's not Bluetooth. It's actually on a um. I'm on a microphone, you know, one of the headphones. Oh, okay. Could you, could you speak in the opposite direction of that? All right. Let me just... Okay. Is that better? There, yeah. Thank Much you. better. Yeah. Right. Yes, we're hearing, we're hearing everything else. <laughs> but um, what are your thoughts on it? I mean, you see it daily on, on the news. Well, actually, I don't because I really I don't watch TV. I, okay. I stop watching television, so I don't look at the news. Everything I hear is word of mouth. Where you know I could be passing down the street and somebody who watches television and say, "Hey, we we'll get into a conversation." I'm like, "For real?" And they'd be like, "Where were you?" I'm like, "Home." But don't you have a television? I don't watch television. Don't you pick up the newspaper? I don't pick up the newspaper. You know why? Because it's the same, you know, televised, uh, wow. negative stereotyping, and it's it's like we get news. Like African-American people, we get news, but the type of um, news that we get is negative. They want us to look at each other like, you know, we're the enemy, and we're really not. And it's just crazy because... So I'm going to ask you this question right here. Even though we know that they are being negative with, with the, you know, with the things that they give us, I mean, they're just basically showing us their game plan, wouldn't you say? I mean, it's a good way for us to try to figure out what, how the, what's the best way to approach it. It's crazy because we know how to approach it. I think the thing is that we forget about it out of fear. A lot of us have a game plan, and we let these people infiltrate our thoughts. They get to us because we've been following them for so long, in their game for so long, and then, you know, when a white person or a Caucasian person steps up to us and asks us a bunch of questions, we get all shook up, and we start answering them and tell them our whole game plan, and now we're out of luck, and we're out of a game plan. They a success. Now, you know, they're back on top of the plan. It's back to their game. They seize control, and we lose again. But I think, honestly, um, instinctively, we know what the game plan is. We just got to step up. We got to stop being afraid, and we got to, you know, take the lead. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Um, fellas, y'all have any other comments on that right there? I mean, what, what do you guys think about her comment? Well, do, should we stay away from media? I mean, we, we asked the question, do we need a PR specialist? Do we need someone to spin Dr. I image or, or anything of that nature? Should we stay away from, from the media altogether? I mean, by I'm, us staying away from the media, um, that will have to include all our black actors, our musicians, and our athletes, our sports players, all of that. Because we are pretty much the money-making, um, driven task for the media. You know, they they make the majority of the money of what, you know, we we have to offer. You know, you can look at any sport, you know, as far as that is, that is televised nationally, and you'll see that, you know, 
um, African Americans are becoming well. We are dominant in a lot of sports. In music, we are dominant in a lot of music. Um, you know, we see all our you know our videos and our TV shows and. But you know, is that some a good these, thing, eh? I mean, is that a good I, thing that they're I'm not doing saying, anything with it? Hold on, hold on, hold on. Let me let me finish my point. Um, like as far as if we were to do that, um, would those people who are actually making the living do um, doing that? Do that? Would they stray away from that? I don't think so. Now, as far as us, it probably wouldn't be as hard for us to do that because you know that we can, you know, um, find something else to do with our time as far as not watching TV. Um, we can find something else to do with our time instead of just doing this radio show. But with that, as far as the type of, you know, the money that these stars and these athletes is making, I really can't see them doing it. Just well, I really can't see them doing it right now. You know, yeah. I don't even know how. How we can't throw away from it because, like I said, the majority of the information and what um, is processed out there comes from what our black actors, athletes, well, and things like that. I just wanted to speak on that because it's like when I when everyone when I don't I'm not gonna say everyone because no one besides the person that just got done speaking spoke on it. Um, I think that's a little bit of our issue because we're too worried and concerned about these celebrities. They're part of Hollywood. We need to nip you know the situation in the butt. In reality wise, where it goes down in our neighborhoods and our communities, that's the thing. The media, the, the television is television. When you cut that out, you're no longer worried about your favorite football team and you know the, uh, 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 you know whatever LeBron James is doing with his life. That's his life, you know. This is that's their living. But in reality, you gotta worry about your living. You know, once you stop following the Lakers or you know the New York Knicks and blah blah blah, whatever all this stuff they play around you, it's a game. It's their game. This is their system. This is how they keep you you know, entangled and webbed up in their whole little media system because they place these things around you, you favor them, you follow them, you become a whole fanatic and you make these a part of your, your daily life. And this is why you're, you're not really, you know, keen to pulling out immediately. You still, you attach yourself to some of these things like football, basketball, you know, uh, ice hockey, racing, you know, the news, all this stuff, all this stuff where, you know, they have several different African-American athletes that have either had their medals stripped by them because they were, you know, either using some sort of steroid to, you know, get in the league. But then again, you'll see other, like, white or Caucasian athletes, they won't really strip them of their titles unless somebody discovers it. So, I mean, it's pretty much up to us. We could say, okay, do we really want to go – spend all our money on a Lakers game where we have no family members playing for the Lakers. Why are we wasting our money and our time and our efforts worried about celebrities to keep us busy so we don't really know what the game plan is, so we won't really keep our heads up and watch our backs and be on the lookout. We too worried about what Janet Jackson's doing at her next concert, Biggie Smalls, Tupac, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. They're making living, but you know what? When you're dead, you can't make a living. That's true. I, let me say this. Uh, this is a thing. Uh, let's look at history because I want to get us back to what we're talking about today. Uh, the, in, in the history of things, let's look at apartheid. Apartheid. What ended apartheid in South Africa? Divesting and hurting their pockets. Okay? TV, media period, makes its money off of advertising. Flat out. It makes its money off of advertising. You can say whatever you want to, but at the end of the day, that's what it comes down to. They answer to the people who are buying ad space on their uh, on their programming. Now, 
here's the problem, and this goes into why we should have a PR specialist. One, as consumers, we need to stop. I, I agree with Regina in the aspect that I can't tell anybody to stop watching TV, but I can tell you that the images, the negative images of black women will never stop as long as VH1 has basketball-wise, football-wise, Real Housewives, Atlanta, this, that, this, that, and the other. And, and we stay glued to the TV to watch this craziness. And all it's doing is perpetuating the image of a black woman being a sassy, miss. I told you so, don't get in my face or I'll roll my neck kind of in. It's, you know, these, these are the type of things that we have to divest from. We have to divest from that because what's going to happen is that it hits the advertisers in their pockets. Right. It hits them in their pockets and they're saying, look, we're not going to advertise for this particular programming because you don't have the audience there that we're trying to capture anymore. Okay, well, what are they watching? Okay, they may be watching some form of positive uh, influence on black people. Let's advertise on that. You shift them. The advertisers, they don't care who gets the, uh, their product as long as their product is being sold. They're in the business to make money. Yeah. So they have to advertise where the most people are. Second, in terms of things, like we, honestly, the problem is we give in too quickly to the stereotypes that are out there. Well, just going back to what Kevin said a little earlier, how many times have you seen in the media where someone, a, a celebrity or or someone who was unfortunately killed and made a big media, you know, big media, um, I can't even think of where I'm thinking of, I got on the tangent, the big yeah. media splash like Trayvon Martin did. The first right. thing after they after they get him on all the stations and they tell the story, the next thing they do is try to discredit him. It wasn't a full go. week after Michael Jackson was dead after they started going into him. It wasn't a full week after Whitney Houston was dead that they started going in on her. It wasn't a week, well, it was a week. It was more like a month after Trayvon Martin when it hit and went huge that they started digging further. Who is Trayvon really? This and that, this and that. Like, it, 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 it's amazing. The first thing they do is cover up. The next thing they do is shoot us down. But you and know what, Nick? To I, I want to get into internet. this right here, too. You know, not only with who is Trayvon, but you got to think about what, with, with like, Al Sharpton, and Jesse Jackson and all the other activists going out there to help that situation out. You know, are, are these people really helping or hurting the situation? Because you look at it, when you think about Al Sharpton, man, people get pissed off that he come out to certain things. You know, if he you don't sounds like a crooked preacher. Let's be honest. You get tired of, I'm sorry, I'm tired of that. I'm tired of the same Al Sharpton, uh, Jesse Jackson, 1983 rhetoric of, such and 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 such. Like, we're, we're, okay, we, we get that. Hands that pick, cotton cannot pick the president. We understand that. Here's something new. Let's get to the issue. Stop dressing it up. That's the problem right. that I have with him and what a lot of people in black America have with Al Sharpton and Jesse Jackson. Most of their speech, you can't get to the meaning of their speech because they have so many metaphors they're trying to put in there. You know, uh-huh. this ain't about Obama, this is about your mama. Shut up. Would you get to the meat of it? <laughs> you sound just as deceitful as the people on Fox News. Yeah. Well, you know what, yeah. man? I, I think one thing that helped us out, and that's one of the questions that we posed, do we need a new model or a new approach or a new medium to help? I mean, you got shows like us. You got shows like Why You So Mad Son Radio and all these other shows on Blog Talk Radio that do tackle an approach. Now, you know, our, our reach may be so far, but at the same time, hopefully we can – can make people think about what we're talking about to get other people to think about what we're talking about. And I think that is a new medium that we can use outside of, of, of 
these so-called leading blacks that come in every situation. I don't have a problem with Al Sharpton saying anything, but at the same time, Al Sharpton shouldn't be the only one saying anything. Al Sharpton should be in the front of saying everything. There you go. I don't believe in that. Right there. That's it. Well, the problem is they're not going to get the people on there that are going to that are going to really get to the point. See, they'll bring on Al Sharpton, but they won't bring on Warren Valentine. Yeah. Yeah, because because saying? one Al Sharpton, Al Sharpton has been uh, conditioned and shaped. Now Warren Bellatime, he's still a little hothead, you know, and and they're not gonna shape him, you know. Um, he's gonna say exactly what he wants to say and how he wants to say it. So, you know, with you know with Al Sharpton, like you know people like Jesse Jackson and other people that we see, um, of course, it's gonna be tailored. It's gonna be like a show, you know, and we don't need no show. Right. We don't need, you know, and, and, and like in in times like this, you know, I, I'm, like you said, Kev, I'm fine with him saying something or speaking his his opinion, but there are millions of other uh, very very expressive African American men and women who can actually project themselves verbally greatly for a greater cause. You know, we but don't why, have to why are we not doing this, Dale? Why are we as a people? It's because why are we not doing this? It's because of that's that's what the media goes to. They think that. Well, um, well, I think well since this since this came, I think the person we need to interview is who Al Sharpton first. That's what yeah. they, I mean. Because I mean, he's I mean, he's right. They didn't know what they were getting to getting into our last night on uh, CNN when they brought uh, Toure to come in there and talk with Piers Morgan because Toure mm-hmm. said exactly what everybody else was thinking when Rob Zimmerman Jr. was on Piers Morgan's show. Piers Morgan was doing very irresponsible journalism. He was basically just letting Rob Zimmerman say whatever he wanted. Now, mind you, they didn't have Rob Zimmerman Jr. on with Wolf Blitzer or Anderson Cooper because they both would have torn him a new one. Mm. Piers Morgan is just like, oh, you know, whatever he says is fine. And Ture called him on him. He was like, and there's no possible way. And this is when they cut Ture off. He was like, there's no possible way you can understand the outrage of a young black man unarmed just walking, and because he was walking, he was automatically considered to be on drugs, automatically considered to be up to something, automatically considered to have a gun. And they cut him off, like, right after that. And the problem yeah. is, we don't support the, me- the the figures in media who are trying to give us real journalism from our standpoint. One thing that you notice is gone, I don't know if you guys remember this or not, do you remember when BET had BET Nightly News? Yeah, and Sullivan. Yeah. Not Ed yep. Sullivan. What's his name? Ed, Ed, whatever his name. Mm-hmm. Travis Smiley. Travis Smiley. It was Ed Gordon, Travis Smiley, and Jackie Reed. When yeah. Viacom took over BET, they completely disbanded BET Nightly News. Now, they've had PJ Holmes uh, under contract with BET since he left CNN a few months ago, and they still have yet to put him on programming yet. They but, hired him and they silenced him. But this, this is the thing about it, Nick. Where are we... Where are we going to get our true factual information from, and where are we going to get those fighters? And I'm not one of those ones that look for one person to fight the fight. I don't believe in that. I believe a fish or fist can knock people out faster than a finger. And I don't believe we should have that one person because, like y'all said, you look, I mean, I'm going to say it, and I don't care who get mad because I'm saying it. I think Jesse Jackson is a puppet. I really do. And I think a lot of people in America that's our age, or, or somewhere around our age feel the same way about Jesse Jackson. I mean... It's not just them, Kev. I'm going to tell you right I mean, now, I know a whole lot of older hey, black you people. You said Warren. I believe way. Warren is a puppet. 
I'm going to keep it real. I like the dude, but I think he's a puppet too. We need more people. We need more people that can take the airwaves, that can get out there and express what they need to express. And, and I'm not saying it from a standpoint like it's a black takeover or whatever the case may be, but it, it comes a time, man, where we as a people have to step up. And, I mean, because, right. man, the six we're, 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 we're doing now. it. We're doing it. We're doing it right now, too, kids. And we got other shows that are on Blog Talk that are doing it too. You know, you know, you know, you got Why You Mass on Radio. You know, they're they're speaking out on a lot of you know issues like this as well too. So you know, we are doing our part. Once people start catching and and hearing us and and actually paying attention to what we're doing, we're going to be you know a bigger voice than what we are too. You know, we are doing it. Um, we're going to have to be Blog Talk. Having, <laughs> having more people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Blog Talk probably will kick us off by then. But um, <laughs> you know. Um, but as far as, you know, getting more people who are, um, um, I guess you would say, um, like-minded in their communities to come together, it it can be a task and it cannot be a task. Because it can be a task as far as getting them on the same page and it cannot be a task because they already think think the same. Yeah. If you, if you, if you understand what I'm saying. Right. Um, because for one, you know, you're going to have a group, but everybody's going to, you know what I'm saying, want to be like the leader. You yeah. know, and, and I think that's one thing that, that hurts our community the most. The right. fact that we got to have quote unquote leaders. A lot of our young black male and females, they got to be in the forefront. They got to be standing out in front of everybody. When they don't realize it ain't everybody's a leader. Y'all know I, I love saying that. And I truly feel that. Everybody can lead to a certain extent. I'm not saying fully all the way all the time, but everybody is a capable leader. And until we get to that point where everybody can lead, man. We heard because show me a white leader. I asked one of my fr- white friends that before. Like, show me a white leader. He's like, yeah, Al Sharpton's your black leader. I'm like, show me a white leader. You know where their white leaders are? I'll tell you who their white leaders are. In, in terms of that, uh, if we're going, if we're going to take it there, Rush Limbaugh, Bill O'Reilly. So you got, you got two, you got two. Man, it's more than those. Come on, Bill man. You know it's more than them. But then you got Bill Maher, who is constantly going after him. Like, see, their leaders few a lot because it's so broad. It's so yeah. wide. And the thing is, they never try to discredit them. They never try to discredit them. When Bill O'Reilly had that issue with his wife, they swept that under the rug so quick you weren't even able to get a hold of it. Yeah, Nick, but let's keep let's keep it way one hundred. You don't see Bill O'Reilly in the front of a rally when something happened to a white couple. You don't see Bill O'Reilly in front of a rally or or, or, or any of those other guys, uh, Rush Limbaugh in front of any type of situation like that. We always doing the have same to. people out there. That's the thing, kid. He doesn't have to. You want to know why? The they reason he doesn't have to is because most instances like that. When it comes to white America, unless it is absolutely undeniable, it's covered up. There are statistically more white crimes on a daily basis than there is black crimes. Why is it that ours are the ones that make the news? They own it. He doesn't have to get in front of a rally. They don't have to rally. You know how they rally? They sit in front of their television, they watch Fox News, and they pull out their checkbook. That's how they rally. And my thing is, I'm not against rallies. But here's my issue with rallies. What do you do after the rally? What do you do during right. the rally? 
What? Just like I said last week. Are you making sure that everybody that's at that rally who clearly has some form of a, a brain at that point, are you making sure that all of them are registered to vote? What are you doing afterwards? Are you getting everyone's information, email addresses, so you can keep a database of people so that if we need to mobilize on something else, we can on a lot quicker? Yeah, I see. I see. We can sit there. We can rally all day. Do you want to know why rallies were created? Because that was one of the only rights that we absolutely had, and even at that point, they were trying to stop us, i.e. sending those dogs out, sending those uh, hoses us down. And we had the right to assembly. But it was well, one know, of the only rights that we could fight in court. That's why the rallies became so popular. Well, you know what, those Nick? were the only rallies that we could fight in court and get those records, those jail records expunged. You know what, Nick? The, I'm going to let everybody know the phone lines are open if you want to get back in the conversation. Uh, dial 718-508-9972. Press number one. Uh, Regina, we do thank you for your comments a little bit earlier there. But, Nick, I, I will say this, man. Like you said, what we going to do during and after the movement or whatnot, I'm still pissed off the fact that the whole situation with Gina, the one in New Orleans, all these other small incidents and large incidents in the country, man, people don't even think about New Orleans no more. We come together for one second, and then we're done with it. As soon as it's out of our – I think, they, I think they, they hope we get to that point where, you know, okay, the whole New Orleans thing happened with them blowing the levees. Y'all know they blew them levees. All the stuff with the people getting murdered down there in New Orleans, get killed, they sweep it up under the road, like you said. But yet and still, we as a people, we come together. We outraged by it. Just like with Trayvon. What if we look six months down the road and the whole Trayvon situation is mute? What what what, what then? What do yeah. we do? How can we keep the yeah. foot on the neck of the yeah. people that we need to? Yeah, I'm going to be like, completely honest with this. I'm going to be, I'm be, I'm gonna be completely honest. I really feel like it's it's gonna die down. I really do because we've seen it multiple and multiple times after year after year after year. Just like the same situation last year with uh, Troy Davis. Big next thing you know, boom. Nobody knows about Troy Davis anymore. Nobody knows the situation. Nobody knows about why he went to jail. You know, and a month later, a similar case with the with a white guy at yeah. the same jail, and he was pardoned. Yeah. They didn't say anything about right. that. Nothing. So I really feel like it will. And you know, I, I'm you know I'm very I'm very sympathetic to the family. Um, you know, I've I've already prayed for them multiple times, but I really feel like um, like I had this discussion with some of my guys. I said I really get upset when people just jump on the bandwagon of a trend because they feel like it's important. It needs to be something that's um, that you feel near and dear to your heart. You know, I said, don't just do it because you see it being on TV or it being on the internet. And you see your friends doing it. No, you do it because you really feel that you know what this family is actually going through because it can happen to either one of us at any given day. You know, True. people are not looking at the bigger picture as far as this situation is. I mean, it is a race issue, and people cannot say that it's not. It is a race issue at the end of the day. It'll erase Al, let me go a little bit further, and I'm about, I'm about to offend a few people. I'm going to tell you right now. The problem is we're too damn forgiving. We're too Thank forgiving. Kev, I you. won't even say six months down the line. Because I'm going to tell you right now, you know what they're going to do? Do you know what they're going to do to calm down some of our uppity Negroes that are upset about this? They are going to arrest George Zimmerman. The moment they arrest George Zimmerman, 
half of the people are going to feel like justice is served, and they're not going to make another peep about it. Not going to say anything else about it. They're going to let him out in a week. Yep. But half of the people are going to fall off about it. We're yeah, because so they're going to get calmed down. We're so yep. forgiving. And, well, the and, day, and, this, and, this is how you know how forgiving they are. The day that the 911 call was released on Trayvon Martin, there was another headline that was released that day. And that was heavily fed to black media. Heavily fed to black, heavily fed to black media. And that was cocaine was found in Whitney Houston's system. Yeah. Yeah. It's a distraction. We lose off so fast, man. We fall off so fast and we so damn forgiven. They don't care. All they know is they look at history and they say, we're going to bide our time. Yep. Because, like I said on the last show, if this situation was reversed as far as race-wise, that person would be under the jail or in the ground right now. They blew it up on Martin Luther King's birthday. I'm trying to tell you. I see we got a caller who want to comment. Kev, let's get this call. Smitty, what's going on, man? Man, another day in paradise getting ready for WrestleMania, man. Uh-oh. Don't hurt yourself. Hey, hey WrestleMania is tonight. Yeah, hey, I'm already man. My bull took it on the chin tonight, but, all right. You know, listen, I'll listen to you guys. And uh, a couple things with this. First, I felt like the man should have been arrested on the spot. If he had posted bail, got the rain, he walking around now, so be it. But uh, my thing is, it's not even about, like, people get mad when they do the hoodies. I say, it's, people, it's not even about the hoodies. It's about mm-hmm. the, it's about him being a black kid. Because look at how many okay. people made Skittles. Look at how many people made Skittles and Arizona Ice tea all this money the past couple of weeks. Yeah, I was, yeah. was kind of upset about that, too, man. Yeah, and my, my thing is, like, I learned this today. It's like the racism and power thing. If we want to bring justice how about everybody who wants to buy hoodies, who wants to buy iced tea and the Skittles, donate five to ten bucks to their family so they get a better attorney than one they have. They do things totally incompetent. Yeah, uh, I agree. Thank you. That, yeah, so that that's how you fight this stuff. Cause let's be honest, racism ain't going away. It's power. We have to get some kind of power, meaning, hey, if you want justice, everybody put their money where their mouths are. Back this family, get him a good attorney so they can get justice. Cause let's be honest, people. Hell, even Jerry Sandusky got a pretty good attorney. Casey yeah, Anthony had a pretty good defense team. So th- those people are trying to get off themselves. They're not here. Cause the thing is, it's not about right or wrong with the law. It's about what you can prove. And, cool. uh, and so that's that's one thing. Also, the only reason I'm kind of burnt out on this case is because I felt like that day so many people are exploiting this family. You know, they're exploiting this family. People Thank trying to, it's like, it's like you got to do in Chicago, the black senator, what I think he's a senator, congressman. I know he's a politics up there. I'm like, yes, you, it's not, they do, it's not about the hoodie. But where are you at when you got almost 100 people killed in Chicago already? It's just not her April. Where the exactly. hell are you at? Hmm. It did, I know y'all read a, I know y'all read a story where you got two black men in Boston who's acquitted. For killing a black woman, her twenty-month-old son, two other black men in a drug yeah. thing. Uh-huh. They acquitted. Yep. Where's the justice in that? So we. So my thing is, don't get me wrong. I'm sorry that this young boy is dead. You know, because this man should go to prison for a very, very long time. But at the same time, those people in Sanford, Florida, those blacks, those whites who pissed off, vote that mayor out who let that police chief run things. When that prosecutor's up for re-election, who won't push this case? 
vote his ass out. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know that's how that's how you make these these people are these people are not afraid of you um, marching with a city on sitting on the rough side of the mountain. They're not afraid of that because you're not hitting their pockets. You gotta kick these people in their pockets. That's why the Montgomery right. bus boycott works. You hit those people in their pockets. <laughs> Well, I mean, just, just from your opinion, man, I feel you put them in the pocket. I think we need to do that. But our generation and just around our generation, man, mm-hmm. like the show we had a couple of shows back, are black people cowards. Man, yeah, we got a lot of cowards in our doggone generation, man. How can we change this stuff? What can we do? Uh-huh. I mean, we could talk about it all day, but ain't nobody putting no feet on the ground. Ain't nobody putting a hand to the, to, to you know what I'm saying, to the movement or nothing. Ain't nobody ain't really happening like that. Uh, well, you know, I, I, I dropped a couple bucks off to the Martin family, you know, donated, you know. Uh, you know, I'm in the military for the next couple of months, so I'm not really protesting anything. Cause we probably yeah, kind of stay kill. away from that. Yeah, right. no, we kind of got to stay away from that. That's why, you know, uh, why you do mine through blog talk. Uh, <laughs> but uh, sometimes you got to let those people be. You know, sometimes it may start with one person. Oh, yeah, for the people talking about the civil rights movement, that wasn't just for black people. It was for everybody across yeah. all class. Because when Martin Luther King got shot in Memphis, he was talking about work, the workers' rights for the sanitation workers. And that was black and white folks. So mm-hmm. uh, so you have to pretty much focus on the ones who want to do something. Some people may go out there and be in the forefront front of the camera. Some people may want to just be, a, be the crack staff to do research. Some may be the ones that may just make monetary donations. Make print up t shirt, do whatever. You know, I think everybody has a role out there, right. but but I, I, I think feel everybody like everybody takes those roles in the wrong way, though. I'm sorry. Yeah, everybody, everybody, everybody wants to But selling Trayvon Martin t shirts on the street corner is not helping the cause or the case. No, it yeah. ain't because that money, that money is not going towards the family. I can guarantee that. Exactly. Just it like Smith said, you know. Right. Having yeah. a Trayvon yeah. Martin party at your club is is, is the ultimate disrespect, and I've seen several flies for that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I now, mean, the only now, thing I'm trying yeah. to find out, man, how can we stoke this fire? How can we, we keep up, not just for Trayvon, just for any type of situation, man? Because, I mean, each, and each, everybody that's listening to us right now is listening to us from a different state. What are you doing in your community? And you can ask me the same thing. I may, maybe I need to do more. You know what I'm saying? I mean, we we got to make a change, man. Because if we don't, I'll tell you right now, ugly out here. You might not agree with me, but I think one thing that we definitely need to do: we need to come down harder on the black on black crime than we do the, on the white on black crime. Damn right. I, I, I yep. feel y'all on that. I think we just on crime period need to come down. Because I mean, I, I know what you mean. I understand what you're saying. But when you try to say, well, if it's this other crime over here, but when it's us, we're going to kick they, we're going to get at them harder. No, man, we need to teach these kids the right way so we don't have to have crime. Like a gentleman said a while ago, man, let's not put ourselves in a situation where we're going to be criminals or considered criminals. You know what I mean? I, I'm not talking about the way you dress or anything like that. Teach them right from the beginning. You know what? What situation was Trayvon Martin in? No, no, what I'm saying is, I'm talking about as far as dealing with crime. That's something. They're going to find right a way to make to one, yeah. I'm talking about black, just teaching our kids the right way, period. And then, just think think about it. If they don't have anything on that particular child, I ain't talking about trade one, but that particular child, then they can't go into, well, who is this child? And 
he had this or he had that. And I'm not saying that Trey Trayvon what he did or had was a problem at all. Or, or get kicked out of school. That wasn't an issue to me. That ain't got nothing to everybody do with that. Everybody had that happen. Happened, happened nah, to everybody. Thank you. You know what I'm saying? But we all got to fight. But you know what, though? I'll say this. Uh, and y'all brought up some good points. The only thing I can do is make sure my house is in order first, you know. make Because sure, what everybody going to say first? Well, what are you doing? Well, you know, make sure I got a decent career, got my degree in order, you know. Uh, don't have a bunch of kids running around, no criminal record. And right. so, I want, so that right there shows how I got some kind of, you know, order. But at the same time, blacks going to have to get educated also. Not saying college the end all be all, but if you can't screen racism, you're not even eligible to sit at the big boy table. You know, uh, if you drop out of high school, you can't. You made a choice to drop out of high school. You can't complain about the man. You can't get a job. So, so my last thing is, you have to, uh, you have to, you have to worry about having. Like I know, me, I know you all, y'all have children. Yeah. Kind of, like you have like I know y'all have a vision trying to build something better for your children. It's like sometimes we have to take the hit and say, hey, I may not reap the optimal success. But my kids will, will reap the optimal success, and their kids can too. Because right. we got to stop letting these other communities come in our neighborhood taking our money. Because there ain't no way these Chinese restaurants should be having their restaurants in our neighborhood. And they, only have, they don't even want us sitting in there, but they want our money. Yeah, it's like thing. they ain't got no doggone sense. Especially yeah. especially people, um, Arabic people. Oh, my God. But that's a whole different thing. T. Smitty, man, we appreciate you for your call, man. Man, no problem. You guys have a good one, man. All right, man. Enjoy that's your rest. All right, take it easy, man. All right. Man, that, that kind of what T said, kind of leading to the next question, man. Are, are black people distracted by what the media displays them themselves as? And, and, yep. and is it causing us to emulate what we mm-hmm. see? You know yep. what I mean? The gangsters, yep. the thugs, the, uh, the, 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 you know what I'm saying, the, 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 the hood rat, the, the, you <laughs> the know, the boy. loud, neck-rolling, eye-rolling woman. Uh, you know what I'm saying? All these things, it's, it's always portrayed in the media, and we just soak it up. They give it to us. They give us these images, and we eat it up. How can we counteract that? What what type of situation do we need to do to counteract that? I mean, for one, I mean, we we do have positive males in our community, but you know, as we discussed on the show, as far as Mr. Simon and Mr. Bourne, we have to. I mean, for one, it's sad to say, it, but it's all our women too. You know, if our women wasn't attracted uh, attracted to that. We, would, we probably wouldn't have some of these things, that, that mentality. And then if our fathers were real fathers, we wouldn't have some of these things as well, too. That's a kind of chicken or the egg thing, and this is going to probably lead to a whole other show. But, you know, it's one of those things. What, what came first, the chicken or the egg? If the fathers were there to give the women a positive image of what a black man should be, they might not be attracted to that bad boy when they get out there. You know, it, that, we can't, you know, honestly, that's one of those things where well, you really have to take personal accountability. I understand, but let me let me flip it for y'all on this. I understand, that's, that's in the home right there. But let's think about the imagery that we see. Let's, I know some of our callers don't watch television, don't listen to TV, but a lot of people do, or the news or whatnot. I'm going to say it from this standpoint, why not have more positive imagery on television? More positive images on commercials, media, print media, yep. the whole nine. Not just looking at somebody looking like like for gay. You know, let me not say that. Looking kind of you know. <laughs> <what I'm saying? laughs> uh, 
Hey, I mean, you know I what I'm saying? Show is. a man what a man is. Show a woman what a woman what is. is. You know what I'm saying? I believe, right, I believe in true manliness and women being ladies. And if you're not a true man to me and expressing that, don't come hanging around me, man. You know what I'm saying? And don't come try to, you know, express your views on what a man is when you ain't a but true see, man yourself. All these things affect my community that. more so than any other community because our kids want to be what they see on TV. They want to be the rappers. They want to be the bat. Man, you ask 10 out of 10 kids. 10 kids, I guarantee about 9 of them want to be a basketball player and that one probably want to play football. Mm-mm. Well, that comes in. That comes in the clean house again because you might have that kid that wants to basketball. That, Nick, but like you said, you said, you said, TV's raising our kids. But TV's raising our kids. One hundred seven nine. One hundred seven nine is raising our kids. Hot ninety seven raising our kids. Come on, man. But here's the problem. Here's the thing about it. Let's let's be real about something. Television has raised. Every generation since television has been around, the media and the entertainers have raised our children. The parents are the ones who go in there and filter out, look, this is real. This is not real. That's not what you're supposed to do. This is right. This is wrong. That's the realness of it. That's the realness of it. That's why cleaning house, starting from the home, is so important. We can't control... You and I, we can't control what goes on in that TV until we attack the advertising. I tell you what we can do, we can start supporting networks that do put up positive images, i.e. TV One. Yeah. Which, as if you've noticed, has stolen BET's adult crowd. That's why BET doesn't even cater to adults anymore unless it's on Sunday. They sure don't. They sure don't. They sure unless don't. Unless it's and on Sunday, they don't cater to adults anymore. And Nick, and Nick, you know, with with that being said, like I, I, I was in the barbershop last week, and it was two p.m. Um, in the evening last week, and it was spring break. Why were they have? Why were they showing a sex scene on BET at two p.m. when kids are at home? Like, well, I don't, I don't understand that. They go to the FCC. They go to the FCC. Well, you, you know what, man? I, TV has gotten racier and racier. Yeah, check this out, man. We we kind of jumped the gun a little bit here because we didn't got into this part of it. I'm I'm passionate, you passionate, Al is passionate about this right here, and we kind of skipped something that I want to do right quick. Y'all check this. I got a clip, man, and this right here is the image of of us and the media, specifically black males and and how they think of us and some of the things that we go through just to try to make those positive images happen. Um, you all listening to the Middleman on Middleman Radio? So y'all check this one out. All right, don't hang up. Keep listening. All I can do is, you know, show up to work every day and prove myself. Believe me, black guys wear suits and ties to work every day. But on the whole, we're portrayed as the guys with the braids, pants down to our knees in a white tee with a gun. This does not reflect me or most black men. But if you turn on the TV, you think that's all we have become as black in America. Continues. The images are everywhere. On local news, where often the rule is, if it bleeds, it leaves. Black men in handcuffs, in mugshots, behind bars. On the big screen, black men as violent criminals, as pimps, 
as drug dealers and in music videos. Rappers glorifying the thug life. Because it's thugs in the hood. Thugs in the hood. Portraying women as sex objects. Get it together, Torrance. There are positive images of black men on network television hits like Grey's Anatomy. Don't ever let somebody tell you you can't do something. And recent movies like Will Smith's The me. Pursuit of Happiness. But in much of mainstream media, the image of black men is decidedly negative, especially in local news where crime dominates newscasts. It attracts viewers, it um, increases ratings, so there is more of it because it's going to attract an audience. And whether it's an editor making a decision... Paula Poindexter, a journalism professor at the University of Texas, analyzed local news reports from 12 major cities over a 10-year period. Her findings? More than two-thirds of the stories on blacks were about crime, compared to less than a third for whites. That doesn't mean that African-Americans are not committing crimes like everybody else. It's just that at the only time that you report on them in the news and you're showing them as criminals, then there is this visual perception that, you know, blacks are so much more menacing. Perhaps nobody knows this better than Spike Lee, the award-winning director and producer of more than 35 films. I get tired are watching the news, local news, and seeing these negative images of young African-American men. There are people who say, but look at the numbers of African-American men in prison. Look at the black-on-black -black crime. But let's show some balance. And there people out here are doing the right thing who aren't having babies out of wedlock, who are taking care of their children. Why is there a reluctance to put them on TV? Why? That's not they want to see. Spike developed his sense of what Americans want to see the hard way by making many movies that never became blockbuster hits. Artistic successes like Malcolm X. Do the right thing, pushed way beyond the stereotypes. You have success stories and you have tragic stories. And I think that you have to tell them all one of the best-known directors around, but Spike still struggles to get financial backing from Hollywood studios for the kind of movies he wants to make. I'm not saying it's impossible to get a black film made. I'm talking about a specific type of black film. If I want to do a comedy, have black folks shucking and jiving with coonery and buffoonery, I get $100 million for that in a second. I'm trying to get you what you want. He finally had a box office hit in 2006 with Inside Man, a bank heist thriller which made nearly twice the U.S. take of Malcolm X. $300 million worldwide. You include DVD sales. That's a ton of money. That's a success, clearly, that you're still going hat in hand. It was uh, an eye-opener because I've always been told, well, Spike, you never had a film that made over $100 million, but, you know, what we really care about is box office. And y'all heard many of things in that clip right there where, you know, like she said, man, if it's, if it's black, it's news. If it's yeah. blood and black, it's news. It's, right. we're, we're, we're getting put in the news in a disproportionate number. Well, since we're talking about black folks in the news and since we're talking about 
do we need a PR specialist? I just got something to say. Now, it's one thing about them covering black crimes in the news. But we make it so much worse. When we got our ignorant behind on the news, I think the whole thing. I was on the floor. I was in there dragging the building, and I was smoking. I mean, I, I wasn't smoking because I'm on probation. But it was a, I mean, come on, bruh. Let's be honest. We go with this whole stop snitching thing in the hood. That's supposed to be the code of the street. But we'll snitch right. everything to the news just to get on the news for a couple minutes. Mm-hmm. You look at someone like Antoine Dawson who made more money last year than your average B-level black actor. Yeah. This fool performed on the BET Hip Hop Awards. For snitching. Quote unquote snitching. That's what Who you want to call it? helping the stereotype. Right. That's the problem. They get a whole lot of participation from us. Let's be real. But Nick, do you think that we need an entity and like 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 they got community neighborhood watch? Do we need black neighborhood well, I mean black news watch or something? Just have a group to come by every time there's a story and the news people gonna show them to keep that scanner on and they go out there and help regulate the black people out there. Don't let the people get out there with the hair rollers and the house shoes exactly. and the feet ribbons. And put them in front of Don't let them put them in front of the camera. Exactly. We got to have, like, I'm, this is going to sound like I'm joking, but I'm really serious. I'm so sincere about this. We need a black task force. That's like the men in black. And they come and defuse the situation. <laughs> Before them folks get there and make us look like fools. I.e. Now, let me explain something to anybody out there who has an, who's about to take offense to what I'm about to say. But let me tell you something about Hurricane Katrina. And I can show say this because I was down there. It, I was down there, and the hurricane was right on top of Mississippi. Don't get it twisted. It was more. It was. It wasn't just New Orleans. They never got hit with the with the hurricane. We actually got hit with the hurricane. But you're looking at TV, and you're seeing these fools coming out of stores. Now I understand you're trapped in the house. You finally get out. There's no food. But you coming out with a TV. You, like, you don't need to be shot, but you need to be knocked inside your head. Before the camera can get there and see your ignorant behind coming out of the store with a TV and you treading water, the TV's been underwater. It don't work no more, fool. <laughs> These are the type of things, like, and it, it, it irks me. It irks me to, because we help them so much. Well, well, well Nick, would, would you say that we progressed or digressed? When it we comes definitely to digress. media, we definitely digress. People are willing to sell their souls for a quick buck. Mm-hmm. Yeah. For a quick five minutes of fame. Yeah. Ooh, I can get on YouTube and I can go viral. I can get a reality show. I can go and be on. It, it, people will sell their souls. But, like, I, I'll give you a prime example. It was a young lady I used to work with when I was working over at Big Cat Records. Smart. Right, young lady, you know, has a thank God she didn't do this because she has a burgeoning future in the music business and she's been doing her thing the last few years. She was that close to going on Flavor Love. It can give me some exposure. You're already, you already have a couple strikes against you going into the music business. Would you be in a female or would you be in black? And you're going to perpetuate the stereotype that much more by going on that buffoonery. Right. We help. We help them do this to us. 
we're, it's like a whole generation of Uncle Ruckus. <laughs> and it's sad. It's sad because we do it and we don't even realize how stupid we look in the process. Yeah. 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 You yeah. see, when we tried to progress, they took that away. You know, that's not what's need to be in you know in media. All those you know shows that put us in you know uh, a positive manner. We don't have those things you know anymore. Now I don't watch. Tyler Perry TV shows. I do not. I'm sorry. Um, you know, he may have some good stuff on there. I'm not trying to discredit him, but I don't watch his shows because to me, um, I don't think the dialogue is realistic. Um, the last realistic dialogue in which I felt could be um, real was the Cosby show and then also Fresh Friends. Um, you know, there were others. I'm, 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 I'm just being real because. Like, say, for instance, you know, Kev, like, the way you, you know, you are as a person, you know, I could be Will. You could be Uncle Phil because of how our relationship is. We get out on each other all the time. We always down on each other. You know, that's how their relationship was. But at the end of the day, they always stuck together. That's real. Well, that's well, real. Well, that's got to be Uncle Phil. <laughs> I'm just saying, man. I ain't, ain't going to say that. I'm going to let it go. Let, let's keep on top of this. Let's keep focus here because I might punch him. Oh, so I'm met him in a second. I'm trying to be real. But, but, but for it all, those were the last two realistic black positive shows that I can remember. Now, of course, we had others that came along the way, but they didn't last as long as those particular shows. I mean, and then, like, you can't say Martin because Martin dressed up as a woman. You can't say that. You know, um, you can't say that they run the house full of and that was a reality show. Well, yeah, run house. Well, 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 well. I'm not saying reality. You know, I'm not, I'm not, you know, looking at reality because reality TV is different from the type of TV in which we used to watch. You know, growing up in middle school and high school, so it's it's different. Now, as far as in this day and age, with reality show, yes, Run House would be that number one show, and they took that show away because of yep. you know it was. Positive. It was in a positive manner. It ended it on a positive note, and it began on the next episode with what? A positive note. Well, did, did we show. get to the point of, you know, how can we grasp back the positive images we need to show our children so they can model this in the future? How can we grasp it back? I mean, for yeah. one, we need to be better mentors to our children, our peers, um, and then, I mean, even our elders. I mean, you still have elders that look you know, up to some of your, you know, some of these younger men and women I heard who 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 are doing something positive. Um, I mean, I am a member of uh, the uh, Big Brothers and Big Sisters, and I do serve on the board. And I'm also part of, you know, Capital Psi Fraternity Incorporated, and we do have a guy right program in which we are um, uh, working with the Big Brothers and Big Sisters program. We're partnering with them to uh, start this diamond in the rough uh, situation to try to uh, increase the number of um, black male graduates in high school because mm-hmm. I can't. I can't when I was in high school. Man, I'm gonna say this. I'm gonna say this, man. You, you know what? It's great what you're doing, and I commend you. But it's an uphill battle, and you fighting a fight, David and Goliath, because yep, these kids it's, got it's they have so much that's not for the right to go with, opposed to the right that you're trying to show them. But that's where that's where we come in at. We have over three hundred thousand members in our fraternity and county. So out of you know three hundred thousand, at least you know 
each one of us to take five to six boys and try to mentor them and show them how to dress, show them how to wear their pants on them with belts, tuck their shirts in appropriately. You know, go get a decent haircut if you can't afford it. Uh, learn how to brush your teeth appropriately so when you speak, you won't be, you know, people won't say anything, you know, negative about how, how you're speaking and don't want to listen to you. You know, those are, you know, personal hygiene, things like that. Um, having better study habits, having better self-esteem about yourself and about some of the things you want to do when you grow up. Because, I mean, if you don't have anybody to motivate you on yourself, what are you going to do? Yeah. I don't think you're going to regress. You know, you're going to stay uh, in that same boat. Al, I, I just got to say this. One thing that we need to start doing, we got to start calling out some of these celebrities. One little oh, thing yeah. different in, um, in our, our musicians, our artists, from um, from when we were coming up till now, you see a popular artist on TV, they had on a shirt that said Howard, Morehouse, Southern, yep. Jackson State, Alabama State, Phil yep. Yep. Clark, Sam U. They had it featured in their video. They had members of Kappa Alpha Psi, Omega Psi Phi. They had those members in their videos, in their visuals, but it's been replaced. It's been replaced with Coogee. It's been replaced what, what? With, with Gucci. It's been replaced with Louis. Nick, there was a time when the, the, the industry, the people that run the industry, wasn't familiar, wasn't familiar with what those guys were doing with the imagery. You understand what I'm saying? Now they understand the visuals, what they feed into our kids' eyes and their brains, how they can control them from that standpoint. So I'm, I'm going to say it like this. I'll I go as far as to say stop buying music. If it's detrimental, don't buy it. And I know that's going to be a thin line, who's what, and who does this, and how you determine that. But you know positive stuff when you hear it, and you know negativity when you hear it. I, and I get you. Here's the, here's the issue with that. You're right. Then they didn't know what it was. Now they know what it is. However... Major networks are not playing. They're not playing. Uh, they're not playing videos like that anymore. No. MTV stopped playing videos a long time ago. I mean, uh, oh, MTV stopped what? playing videos guess a long time ago. When you take your good. kid to school, think about this, though, Nick. When you taking your kid to the school in the morning at seven o'clock in the morning, and you hearing, "Girl, drop your head down, do da 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 da, all that crap like that." What you think that's doing? That's worse than the image. That's straight to the bottom. I don't hear that. You want to know why? Because when I'm taking I my daughter to the morning, guess what the TV is on? I mean, what the, uh, the the radio station is on? It's on gospel. Yeah, yeah, but you you want parents, but there's a lot of parents that like to hear Ricky Smiley make them laugh in the morning, that want to hear Steve Harvey make them laugh in the morning, want to hear such and such, whatever city you in, make you laugh that morning before you go to that slave spot. Mm. So they going to... Use that to make them feel better, but in the meantime, they're disrupting their whole vibe by hearing all the rest of that crap early in the morning. Hey, man, we got, we got, um, let's look bring Charlie in, man. Charlie, what's up, man? Charlie. Charlie? Charlie. Yo. Hey, what's up, man? What's going on? Sound like y'all having a heated discussion this afternoon, brother. Man, we all passionate about our people, and we're passionate about, you know, life in general. 
So, I mean, yeah. There's nothing wrong with either one. There's nothing wrong with either one, brother. Nothing wrong with either one. Nothing wrong with either one. So, So what do you you think about our topic today, Charlie? uh, Do black people need a PR uh, firm? Uh, I think historically black people have needed a PR firm. I think that we have... We have filmmakers, we have artists, we have poets, we have scholars. The problem is, even if we put this stuff out there, we have to reprogram the people to want to gravitate toward it. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. I mean, let's let's let's. I mean, we can take like you were just talking about Ricky Smile. Right. You know, on that same dial, you probably uh, you all in Atlanta. I like you know what I like WCLK. Mm-hmm. I like that. Yeah. Great station. How many people you know in Atlanta listen to it on a regular that day? None. <laughs> Not many. The ones that I know are are very they are professional. You know, these are they're usually older professionals that listen to it. But it's it's a it's a, a small number. And, and and the problem is there's nobody out there hiding it from them. There was a there was one point in time when. You know, you could say, well, that kind of programming was hidden from us because there was the one point in time when black folk didn't have that kind of program. But now that it's here, we're not supporting it. Right. So I think part of the problem is, you know, we have to reprogram our people. And then you have to reprogram yourself. Well, Charlie, I mean, with millions and millions and millions of people that's in our community, and a lot of them are so just bent towards being the way that they are. You ain't telling me nothing. You ain't showing me nothing. How can we go about this in a gradual manner where they won't just be so turned off from it? Because when you try to tell somebody something in our community, a lot of them don't want to hear it. I want to hear that positive stuff. I, I totally understand. I they totally you understand. Well, first of all, you got to, you know, a movement doesn't start overnight. First, you got to do is find work with the believers. You see what I'm saying? And then you yeah. go from the believers to build a movement. Because one of the things which you'll find is if you look at, say, for instance, the history of uh, the Black Power Movement, the Black Arts Movement, ran parallel to it. What has happened is almost every movement that we've had in terms of cultural and intellectual uh, movements in the last, well, let's say, 30 years, spoken word movement started out primarily in New York and on college campuses around the country, and uh, then it got co-opted with, you know, HBO uh, and all of that. Now everybody thinks spoken word is not necessarily about doing poems with social, uh, political themes, but poems that are overtly sexual. Yeah. Right. I know this because I'm a poet. I'm a published poet. What happens when you let corporate America dictate your culture? Corporate America is going to go for the easiest kind of denominator, and that's the racial stereotypes, because they know those stereotypes push buttons in not only white folks, they push buttons in black folk, too. Mm. And what I mean by those buttons, those buttons are 
to act a certain way, to yep. buy certain things. Right. Because at the end of the day, it's all about buying things. Just have it turn into one big commercial. On one end, it sells products. On another end, it sells cultural attitudes. Yeah, and so many of of our people are stuck in the mindset of a robot, Charlie. You know, we program a lot of programmed people. And you have to deprogram robots. Have programs. You have to deprogram them. And, I mean, you start with those people who are willing to learn and listen. And then you charge those people with getting three or four people to learn and listen. If you all, everybody on this phone, so we can get three people to listen to an alternative, juxtaposed to, let's say, I like watching movies like everybody else. I like listening to music like everybody else. Right, you know, one of the, one of the biggest accomplishments was I got my oldest son. Now he's listening to jazz. Right, he can't listen to hip hop all the time. You know what, Charlie? Let's get them to listen to, let, let, like you said, something different. You know, we got a lot of friends that are in in the realm of entertainment, and I'm gonna tell you, we invite them to the show all the time. They want to stay in their little safety zone, they safety lane, and it hurts me because I mean. If you're in the business of, of speaking your mind to others, and y'all know what I mean, you should be able to be a well-rounded person. Now, one person that I know that always listens to our show, and he's a, a well-rounded person as far as mentally thinking, Dub is on the line listening right now. You know, but we got a lot of other peers, his peers and our peers, that if we ain't talking about booty, we ain't talking about drugs, we ain't talking about dope or who sold the most record or who, who with X, Y, and Z, you know, even though we got the Talk of the Town show, and we do talk about a lot of different things on there. But when it comes to things that are social, things that can affect them, their family, why in the world they don't want to hear it? I mean, I, 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 I totally understand, but, but let me, let me, let me I, I just saw a, um, a YouTube video of 50 Cent. And 50 Cent had wrote a book with the, uh, I forget the guy's name, who wrote The 48 Laws of Power. Mm-hmm. And one of the things that he said was, and the guy who wrote the 48 Laws of Power said that a lot of people in the hip-hop community are big fans of my work. And when I met yeah. 50, 50 was a big fan of the book. 50 applies that. 50, if you read the 48 Laws of Power and you watch 50 Cent's career, he applies he that book every day. He lives by it. A lot of rappers who are actually making money and making moves because they they'll they'll read. You think Jay Z doesn't read books and magazines? You're crazy. But everybody else has the impression that they don't. You know, they think that just because you're a rapper, you know, you got to keep a hood, you got to keep a gang, you got to keep it 100, whatever the word they want to say. You know, and, and, and I'm not talking about nobody, but man, come on. I can listen to the music of of as young rappers today, and I can tell you they're not reading. I guarantee you, because if you start reading, you don't you have a different you have a variety of things to talk about. The problem has been the, the the problem has been is that the rappers are getting younger and younger, and we all know the dirt of education, not just among black people but young white people. America is the is, is miseducating its populace. Period. The people in power are miseducating its populace. 
it's it's more pronounced in black people because of the position we hold vis-a-vis the power structure. Right. And if we're going to be serious about liberating our people, we've got to be serious about liberating our own minds first. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah, yeah, you said it right there. I mean, that's that's one that's one of the ways that we can actually change everything right there. We got to start with self first, and then build from there. Uh, Kevin, let me yeah, say uh, something else. It takes a man yeah. that wants to do that. He's got to want to do that first. One of the things that I found that is really, really, really kind of detrimental to people is the social media. I'm on social media, as you are and as everybody on this panel. Right. And I'm amazed at some of the foolishness that pops up on my wall and my timeline. I mean, I got so the foolishness that was on Twitter, I just, I don't even go there hardly anymore. You have an opportunity, especially when I see people, they got three, four hundred, a thousand or five thousand 8,000 people. And this is all you can talk about? I'm sitting here eating a chili dog. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if you, if you become my friend, I, one thing I can say, if you're my friend on Facebook, you will be well informed because you're going to read what I'm reading. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Tell you right now, anybody out there, you are not a friend of Charlie Braxton on Facebook. If you want to expand your mind, you can never say that you don't have anything to read if you're his friend on Facebook. That is true. In abundance. I, you said, I, 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 I see where you're going with this, Charlie. I see where you're going with this. It, it, I just hope people will get to the point where, because, I mean, you shouldn't have to be 40, 50 years old before that light bulb come on and you, you realize that you done wasted all those years before and look around and everything's been destroyed. Mm-hmm. Quickly, mm-hmm. I, I, I mean, I, I mean, hope that people will wake up and and see. I mean, the younger the better. <laughs> I tell my son all the time. I'm trying to help you from making the mistakes that I made. I'm trying to give you what I've gotten already. So if you can become a complete person beyond me, you better. Yeah. But you know, it's been a great conversation today, people. And Charlie, man, we appreciate you for your comments. We're about to go ahead and go ahead and wrap the show down. We appreciate everybody that's over there on the web chat. Uh, Shy Boogie, our man Dub, he just popped out, fucking head. But uh, <laughs> and we appreciate everybody, man. Y'all make sure y'all stay tuned in with the middleman because we are hopefully we we can bring some some great topics and and we want to hear from you guys a little bit more often and, and and get your feedback on what we're talking about, which is you. I don't care if you're white, black, orange, green, whatever. Call us. Express yourself. We're open over here at all times to hear what you got to say. Joe from Montana. Leave that dude alone because he works for the government. <laughs> hey, Nick, you're wrong for that, man. <laughs> but, Tyler, man, thank you very much, man. No problem. No problem. All right, all right Nick, we got another talk of the town with you right here. Yes, sir. You ready for it? Ready for it always. Here's Talk of the Town with our man, Nick Eaton. You're listening to The Middleman. Check it out. What's up, world? This is your man, Nick Eaton, and I am here with the Talk of the Town. 
Police say they arrested a woman carrying more than four pounds of cocaine stashed inside a fake pregnant belly strapped around her waist. The federal police says in a statement that the 20-year-old woman was arrested Friday morning after arriving at the international airport in the northeastern city of Natal. Police say the woman arrived from central western Brazil and became nervous during routine questioning of passengers coming from areas where drug trafficking levels are high. Police say the woman acknowledged she was carrying 2.1 kilograms of cocaine inside the fake belly. Also arrested was a man waiting for her outside the airport in a taxi. Police did not reveal their identities. You see, see, this is why I'm in favor of the immigration reform laws, because you motherfuckers are fresh off the boat, and you're already fucking with people. Montgomery, Alabama. Oh, there they go! There they go! The Rose Supper Club in Montgomery, Alabama, will host a food stamp Friday theme night. A flyer for the April 6th event says that entrance will be $5 up until 10.30 p.m. with a valid food stamp card, and free shots will be given at the door. Keep you black bastards. Stamp! Manager Harmon Wilson says patients will not be able to use their food stamps to buy alcoholic beverages. He says he hopes that the novel approach will draw people to the club. Eat your black skin. Eat your black pants. I hate black pepper. I hate black keys on the piano. Eat my gums because they black. I hate Whoopi Goldberg's lips. Eat the back of Forrest Whitaker's neck. <laughs> this is your man Nick Eaton, and this is the Talk of the Town. Man, we're going to talk to you about it. Yeah. <laughs> you had a power show like this. And you're going to follow it up with that. What I do? You stupid. You stupid. What? <laughs> you stupid. I'm just leaving it at that. I hate the back of Forrest with a connect. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, man. No, 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 no. Hey, I'll let everybody know what we talked about today, man, because this boy right here, crazy. <laughs> yeah. I'm still I'm still kind of chuckled on what Nick can Anyway, we had a great discussion today. Um, out of today's subject was, do black people still need a PR specialist? This is part two. Now, like I said, last year we did part one of this particular series, um, which we'll probably have another one. But um, we did discuss the imagery as far as um, how we are viewed in the media, some of the things in which we see that are, you know, negative and positive. We compared and contrast. We also talked about... Um, you know, the Trayvon Martin situation as far as how the media bringing up a lot of negative um, immigrant about him and how that is affecting us as people in general. We also, you know, gave you some solutions in which, you know, to try as far as a people what we can do to try to improve this. We also talked about, um, excuse my love for saying thought, but um, definitely go back and re-listen the show. We had a lot of stuff that we talked about today. Yeah. With so much review. Man, black we had a great show. We want to thank everybody that did stay with us to the entire show. I want to send a shout-out to our co-host, Jen. I hope everything goes well out there with her. And, uh, hey, man, great show, one-on-one down. I hate black pepper. Oh, man, it's all good. You all right. Well, one-on-one down, one-on-one down. Middle men shouted, beat Chris shouted. Now nah, I ain't sure what you was tuning in to. We'll pay attention to the real talk. What we here for? Go take a listen time out. Take a minute. Shout in and learn some. Put your mind to grind the world. You destined to earn some. Linda, yeah. Comment on what you hear. Let's figure out this master plan and put this thing in gear. Don't matter if you hood or you corporate. Don't get you got a wheel to do way better than you were doing. Well, then you fortunate. Take a stand. Stop complaining about what you ain't got. Hating on the next man because he was dying to wreck shop. 
Every Sunday, tune in, go live, 6 p.m. BlogTalkRadio.com. The middle me. Hey, what's happening? The middle me. Hey, what's happening? The middle me. Hey, what's happening? BlogTalkRadio.com. The middle me. Yeah. This your boy Southside checking in with the Middleman Talk Show. And you already know, if you ain't connected through the Middleman, you ain't connected at all. Hey, um, for all those artists out there who are working on uh, drops for the Middleman Talk Show, please hurry up and send them in. If you need to come over to my house to record them or come down to the studio to record them, let's get it done. Shout out to Southside. But... Damn. <laughs> I hate black keys on the piano. <laughs> <laughs> hey, my hey, girl, they black. Nick, we got the uh, Talk of the Town coming up uh, this Thursday. We're coming to the second part of this four-part series, Team Building, where we got Nick. Yes, sir. This coming Thursday on Talk of the Town, we even got a special guest coming in. He's going to give us a good little bit of insight on the music business. From a manager standpoint, this coming Thursday, Talk of the Town, 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, 7 p.m. Central Standard Time. Part two of team building, management. What to look for in a manager and what a manager should look for in you. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah, well, we can go ahead and shut it on out with that right there. Cause, uh, yeah. Oh, yeah, players, uh, it's a wrap. Yeah, sound like uh, it's a right here. Yeah, we are. Duh. Winning. Yeah, uh, You know what? I'm done. I, I, I'm turning my mic off. I'm leaving the studio. Peace. <laughs> Put the motherfucking face! <laughs> With Lucky Landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family cannolis and spins mean everything now you want to get mixed up in the family business introducing the godfather at chumpacasino.com test your luck in the shadowy world of the godfather slot someday i will call upon you to do a service for me play the godfather now at chumpacasino.com welcome to the family vgw group no purchase necessary void where prohibited by law see terms and conditions 18 plus